Welcome to ForeverFit.tv, your online source for fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle. With your host, Nicola Riley, personal trainer, nutrition, and lifestyle coach, here to help you get in the best shape of your life. Hey, welcome along to episode number 37. Hey, today I thought I'd start off with a really cool affirmation, and this is, it's be the person that makes you happy. And I think this is so, like, it's really simple, but it's such a really good um mindset to put yourself into because there's nothing better than when you know that you bump into somebody that's a really happy person and you kind of want to be around that person and so considering that you spend so much time with yourself why not be the person that makes you happy and this is all about making sure that you set your days up the right way doing things that you know fill yourself up with energy and I talked a lot about this in the last episode and so today I want you to take around the affirmation of of what is it that makes you happy and what is it that you can do in your day so that you are that person that makes you happy. So it's all about the actions that you do, um, what decisions you make and how you set up your day. So make it an awesome day ahead. And um, One of the books that I am reading at the moment is, <laughs> excuse the title, but I didn't decide the title. The title is A Good Hard Kick in the Ass, <laughs> and this is right by Rob Adams. And this is a book for entrepreneurs, and it is about um, basically, like it's kind of a reality check, and it, it talks about how... Um, entrepreneurs find finding markets for their products and building a business and models and things like this and often there are books out there that are um, much more or quite different to this one and I'll just read a wee blurb so that I don't mess this up and so basically um, one of the sentences he said is that um, Adams calls a lot of businesses book business pawns and there's a mist lingering around bad, like the bad hangover and the success of the late 90s and entrepreneurs in that era believe that they have a really unique idea and that that is the key to igniting a great business and the thing about this book is it's all about everybody's got a million dollar idea for a business and it's the people that actually make it happen. Uh, those that are successful and a good idea is not something that is scarce or anything they're actually a dime a dozen and you don't have to talk to many people to find out a new great idea and often your friends have got a great idea for a business and so this book is one of those books that kind of makes you laugh and just makes you um you know, just get in the right mindset of just that businesses that are successful are not only because it, not just because of it's a new, unique idea, it's because of the execution of that business, and it's often about the dedication and commitment, and it's not necessarily about a cheaper product or service. It's about making sure that you are delivering on that. So, hopefully, that's the type of business that. Um, you are creating and that's the kind of business that I'm trying to create as well and so um, it's really cool to read books like this because so often there are lots of books out there that kind of paint a pretty picture and this book is just about you know common sense and it's about making it happen and it's really straight not straightforward no nonsense approach of just needing of what needs to be done to build a successful business and how you do that and the the takeaway like why I'm sharing this with you as well is because this is really true in not only business but in life there's so many um you know f 
fluffy approaches to life and sort of quick fixes and quick fixes to health and quick fixes to fitness. And at the end of the day, it's about getting things done, eating real food, getting good quality sleep and just getting the basics right. Like there's no, you can't mess with nature and what makes our body healthiest is getting back to nature, getting back to what our ancestors used to, how they used to like live their lives, um, making sure you're getting, you know, when the sun goes down, you, you fall asleep, making sure you're moving your body like we spend so much time sitting down like I've talked a lot about this and so it's about making sure that you're just you know common sense fitness and nutrition and so this yeah this is a book that not only is it great for if you have got a business out there but it's also just a common sense approach approach to life so great book um, so what's new this week um, in foreverfit.tv in the online gym so it's week five of boot camp and we are approaching so this is the final week it's a five-week program and the reason it is a five-week program is because whenever I train one-on-one with a person or I do um, write someone a program I always do it in five-week blocks and this is where it comes down to periodization and so every five-week blocks you, you then change your training and you take it up to a new phase or you um, I always make like, my clients and this boot camp as well after the five weeks to make people take a week off so they're just to do things to enjoy life, have a holiday, get have some massages and just celebrate the fitness you've created because you don't lose fitness in seven days but if you were to keep trucking along you're gonna hit a wall and just burn out so every five weeks it's time for a break and then we're gonna hit another phase of training so this is the last week of this phase, so this is the last week of boot camp, and then I have got the next challenge in the online gym for all my boot campers after they've had a nice wee holiday and you know, a chance to rejuvenate and refresh and revisit their goals and get back onto it. So if you are doing boot camp at the moment, just know that I have got everything sorted for you to carry on with. And if you're thinking of doing boot camp, it's not too late. It's in the online gym and you can join in at any time. And if you want to start the next phase with other people, with everybody as well, you can also start that next phase of training with everyone too. Or you can start at the boot camp or you could even start at one of the beginner programs and just build your fitness up. So there's lots of things, different options in there. Um, so this coming weekend, we've got our fitness testing on the Saturday, and then we've got a live prize giving. So lots of really cool prizes to give out. And so you'll see in the online gym the leaderboard, everybody scores on there. And so your aim is to try and you know improve your time or find someone on that leaderboard that you really want to beat. And then we're going to be so the prizes aren't just for you know first place it's for improvements and all sorts of other categories as well so lots of options to win prizes um this evening i have actually heading off to a um fermentation what have i called it (laughs) how to ferment foods and the importance of a healthy gut workshop so i am teaching um, a whole lot of Mount Monganui, Tauranga people, how to create fermented foods and the benefits that they have on your health and on your immune system. And not only that, how fantastic they are on your wallet. So I'm going to be getting my hands dirty, teaching you how to make kimchi, sauerkraut and also kombucha. 
And so that's a really awesome, it's going to be wicked, it's both evening, we actually had it for only one evening and that first evening sold out, and so we're doing two evenings and that second evening sold out within a couple of days, so both nights are all sold out and I can't wait to get into that tonight, so that's going to be the topic of today's podcast as well, it's all about fermenting foods, and I've also put um, some videos in the online gym on how to make each of those things, so how to make kombucha, how to make sauerkraut, how to make kimchi, all the benefits in there, and I take you through it right through from the beginning to the finish, and they're real detailed um, posts and videos, so you can check them out if you haven't already. Um, New posts on Forever Fit, and this post is about what is the minimal amount of training that you should be doing. And too often we think that more is better. In fact, that the fact is that more could actually be doing you more harm than good. And too often we also think that doing um, like more is, is the right way to go and it can get really confusing. And often the best way to improve is for some people, not everybody because a lot of people need to do more, but for some people it's actually a case of doing less and training smarter and doing a better job when they do actually train. So there's no point in turning up to your training sessions exhausted each and every day in the aim to just burn calories because this can actually mess up your metabolism, this can make you tired, this can increase your cortisol and also stress out your adrenals. So this is all of these things also going to cause you to hold weight and also cause you to crave carbs and sugar and stress your body out even more. And it's basically a beautiful recipe for not getting results. However, so many people follow this recipe because they're caught into that trap of burning calories and counting calories and more is better and the fact is that you, there's a minimal amount of training that you should be doing in a week and it's about training smarter. So in the aim so that when you do actually turn up to train, you actually have the energy and you're actually able to make the physical improvements to your fitness instead of like plummeting your body into fatigue and sugar cravings. So the other um, part of this is somebody who might be sitting on a couch and the difference for this person might actually mean that they actually need to get up and exercise more. And this actual person might be someone who actually doesn't understand the difference between exercise and movement and the fact is that we need to move more and movement is something that um, you can categorize it into something that you can hold a conversation at and so you need to be doing a good four to six hours of this per week and it should just be part of your life and it shouldn't be classified into you know your exercise or your training this should just be something that you are doing you're an active physical person you're getting four to six hours of movement per week and this is the perfect example of this is like a 30 minute walk every day and for some people this is going to be quite different depending on their fitness levels so for example like this low intensity movement for an elite runner they might actually be able to jog some of those out some of those half hours um, during the week because a jog for them is actually something that's not too intense it's not stressing their body out however for somebody else a 20 or even 15 minute jog even a five minute jog is quite stressful and so that's all going to be very dependent on your body and on your fitness so how you the the main thing for you to understand is that 
there's two extremes. There's people that don't move enough and they, they classify it their lives are too sedentary and there's people that are moving too much and what I this post is all about what is the minimal amount of training that you can do to maintain your fitness to improve your fitness and so that you can be a healthy human being the way that the body and get the fitness and the strength in the way that the body's supposed to be so the key is how like how do you actually get the balance right? And the key is you need to learn how to listen to your body, get intuitive with what it needs, know when to push hard and when to pull back, and how to how to work out exactly what you need into your week is what I'm gonna go into now. So what is the minimal amount of training you can do? So like I said, it starts with the low intensity and you need to be getting four to six hours of movement per week so 30 minute walk every day is perfect because the thing about movement so low intensity movement this comes this also into this category is things like yoga and stretching and foam rolling all of these things build energy they're about providing your body with energy so that you have a a step and a bounce in your step and you're energized and you're ready to hit your day with intensity and they like just fills your glass up and makes you feel really good and so that is what you just need to be getting more you cannot get enough of this and so four plus hours per week is what you're trying to aim for then the next thing you need to make sure that you've got into your week is two times per week that you're lifting heavy things or doing resistance training to keep your muscles strong so this is things like your hits, extreme, sculpting times in the online gym. And this is making sure that you're getting that burn in your muscles and so that you're making sure that you're like improving your joints, your bones, your ligaments, and you're keeping your body physically strong so that you are able to move and enjoy life. So you're able to, you know, do some digging in the garden and your back's strong and all your obliques are strong and supporting your spine so you don't injure yourself. Your quads are strong so you're protecting your knees and your body's just becoming really strong. So if you don't lift weights, you lose your strength and you keep losing your strength every um, every month, every year, and gradually you're just going to end up with less and less strength. So we need to make sure that we're maintaining our strength. And so doing this two times per week, just getting some weights and lifting them. And don't be afraid to lift heavy weights. You want to keep those muscles strong so you want to feel the burn. Then at least once a week, you need to increase the cardiovascular ability of your heart. So short bursts of high intensity sprints. So the cool thing about this, not only does it make your strong, you, your heart strong with a short burst, this is called anaerobic training where you're really getting the burn and you're like completely gasping for air after you finish. This sort of training actually increases your endurance of your body. But if you were to do endurance training, it doesn't increase your anaerobic speed or your anaerobic fitness. So if you're trying to get more bang for your buck and train less, then you want to be doing these short burst training. And these only need to be short and it only needs to be done like once a week if you're still doing sprints and making sure that you're getting the most out of them because these are incredibly powerful for fat burning. And if you get some good quality sprints into your week, these are going to make the biggest difference in your body composition. These are what are going to transform your legs, your butt, your thighs, your arms, your core, and completely transform you. So, three things you need to get into your week. 
low intensity movement and don't get confused between like don't get me wrong movement is exercise but too many people aren't moving enough and we just need to move more and so making sure that you're getting enough movement into your week then when it comes into like exercise and training you need to make sure you're getting two times per week that you're getting lifting heavy things and making sure you're getting sprints into your week and that is the minimal amount so ask yourself right now are you doing the minimum amount to remain strong and to be a strong human being? Like, are you being functional? Are you keeping your body healthy? This is the minimum requirement. Then what are you, or are you doing too much? So this is a very vague outline. So don't get me wrong. This, you know, this all adapts towards your specific goals and what a certain person is after. But this is kind of a good guideline for you to understand, like, where exactly are you sitting in this, like, spectrum? Are you doing too much or are you simply not even moving enough? And the key is to make sure that you just, you start somewhere. So if you simply aren't moving enough, like, if you aren't getting 30 minutes of walking in per day or, or four hours per week, then start there and start to add more walking into your life and start by just doing that 30 minutes, get it in each week, and you might sit there for three months until that becomes a habit, until that becomes part of your routine, and you're just happy and you're starting to enjoy it. Then once that's, you know, settled in and it's a habit, then you're going to be like, okay, on a Monday and on a Thursday, I'm going to start to do some hit training, or I'm going to start to do some sculpt and tones, or I'm going to start to find some weights, I'm going to start to um, use my muscles and get them them working and keep them strong and then you might do that for three months and you're building that up and you're keeping that as a routine and then that's when you might add into the sprinting into your life once a week and so just build your fitness up and start with start simple and start getting it in or if you're on the other spectrum and you're somebody who's doing you know running every single day and you hit your body weight has plateaued well then look at that and just think okay well maybe I can add some sprints in and maybe I could add some weights in and see what this does to my body composition and if there's any way you know what can I change with my program and am, am I have I got the balance right so those that's a really just simple way to look at your training and just asking yourself like what is the minimum amount of training that I can do to to keep myself strong keep myself fit but also get myself in the ideal body composition that what I'm what I'm after so some other new posts that I've got in the online gym is one is all about why you may not be losing weight and this is um like too many people so, so many people talk about having a slow metabolism or having a fast metabolism. And so in this post, I talk about how a better way to describe your metabolism and the way in which it functions and how you can improve its function. So your metabolism is involved in metabolizing food into energy. And so if it isn't working properly, it isn't able to meet the demands that are placed on it from the food that you eat. So when you consume food, your metabolism is made up of different components. 
and how your body uses those components is going to be very dependent on how the body functions. So inside the online gym, I go into details about the different components of your metabolism, how to improve its function, and also explain like, the different myths around your metabolism and how you can better um, understand what's going on in your body and just make that really clear. And then the other post I've written about is how many meals a day should I eat? So this kind of comes into your metabolism as well. And so in order to maintain a constant, stable energy and mood, your food frequency and balance of your meals are your most important thing for you to understand. And when your body's blood sugar levels drop, there are certain events that happen that can either cause like a stress response in your body or, or your body becomes fueled and energized. So when your body's constantly stressed due to like infrequent meal timings or you're getting your meal timings wrong, this is going to affect how efficient the cells in your body are able to produce energy and provide you with energy. So regular meals for your body is something that is incredibly important if you're wanting to find health and energy. And it's important to understand what your body needs. And so there's so many different stresses that our bodies are exposed to, like internally and externally. And how, however, the most, the biggest stressor that your body is exposed to day in and day out is the food that you're eating and the frequency of those meals that you're eating. And this can have the biggest effect on the way your body performs and the way your body functions. So inside the online gym, I go into detail about how to stabilize your blood sugar how, and how you know like what's right for you in terms of your meals. And I also talk about you know what's, what's right. Should you be eating small meals throughout your day? Should you be eating three big meals? Should you snack? Do you do any fasting? And I just go into detail about like all of these things and explain how to fine-tune your body and how to get your body healthy inside and out and just finding exactly what works for you and explain like how many meals a day you should, you should be eating. Um, also new in the online gym as well, I have done webinars on how to make kombucha and all the benefits of kombucha and also a webinar all about how to make sauerkraut and all of its benefits. So those two webinars are kind of going on to the, like, the topic of what I'm wanting to talk about today. And this is all about fermented foods and the powerful benefits of fermented foods. So um, the way I got into fermented foods is that like with my digestive health and um, everything, everything that went on with my body, I, just, I, I discovered that I had leaky gut and this I, I discovered this through, I mean I had lots of symptoms, my hormones were all out of balance, I had allergies, I was getting sick all the time and I had my skin problems and so this was something that... I kind of wasn't able to fix, um, like I, I got the food right and I kind of wasn't able to fix completely, but uh, until I kind of got to the root cause of it and that the root cause of that was basically a shut down digestive system and a completely disappeared mucosal lining of my, um, of my gut. And so my goal was to rebuild my gut lining and rebuild the healthy gut flora inside my body and improve my digestive system. And so with doing that, I learned a lot of things about, you know, probiotics and how and the different supplements to heal the gut. 
But the other thing along with that is I also learned the expense of, you know, lots of supplements and the lots of um, probiotics and the different types of probiotics out there. And this is what got me onto fermented foods. And not only because it's a much cheaper way to get good quality bacteria into your body, but it's also um, much more beneficial, So, which I'll explain. So fermented foods are foods that have been gone through a process of lacto-fermentation in which the natural bacteria like of the vegetables feed on the sugar and starch of the food and that's what creates like the lactic acid and this process actually preserves the food and creates like beneficial enzymes, B vitamins, omega-3 fatty acids and various different strains of good quality bacteria which is the different strains of probiotics. So the natural fermentation of foods has been is, is shown to like preserve nutrients in the food and also help to make help break down the food so it becomes really digestible. So for myself, my body wasn't digesting nutrients because my digestive tract wasn't working properly, and so I was getting malnourishment because I wasn't able to digest foods properly. And fermented foods are like they're more digestible so I couldn't eat a whole lot of raw foods so you know if I was to go on a raw food diet I actually would have had a lot of trouble because my my gut wasn't actually able to digest the food properly because your body needs the digestible enzymes to be able to break down food properly and so along with the digestible enzymes that get created through fermented foods, there's also a whole lot of really good probiotics that get created during the fermentation process. And this is why um, fermented foods are so incredible for your gut health and improving your, the good quality bacteria and also improving the digestive um, process of your body. And so fermented foods have been around for a really long time but the amount of um, like probiotics and enzymes available today are now are mainly available through pill form, but they have been around for centuries, and that like it used they used to be made to keep um, you know like sauerkraut's been used for hundreds of years. Captain Cook used to make sauerkraut and take it onto his ships because it was really high in vitamin C and prevented scurvy. Um, Different cultures around the world have created different fermentation versions of different foods, and there's lots of different traditional fermented foods out there, and you don't have to look far to find different fermented foods. My way ones that I use are sauerkraut, kimchi, and kombucha, and just general fermented vegetables. Um, so the fermentation process actually like increases the nutrients of the food as well and also increases the probiotic um, properties of that food as well. So if you have a cabbage that's sitting there, a, a whole cabbage, it's, it has some good quality like prebiotics and probiotics and um, bacteria sitting naturally on the outside of it but when you ferment it all of that gets increased and the nutrient density of that food becomes even more valuable and increased and more usable by the body so it's really powerful so the reason fermented foods are so good is not only because like they taste really good and there is a simple way to get good quality vegetables into your body but so number one is the probiotics and so eating fermented foods and drinking fermented drinks like kombucha 
introduce beneficial bacteria into your digestive system and they help balance out the bacteria of your digestive system as well. They've also been shown to like improve your digestion because they've got prebiotics in there and also improve your immunity as well. They also make or help you absorb your food much better as well because the fermented foods have a good balance of the good quality bacteria in there and also um, good quality enzymes that help you absorb the food much better. And so when you compare like fermented foods with whole foods, they're much more digestible once they have been fermented a little because you're able to absorb the nutrients from that body, especially for those that have any sort of digestive stress. stress. <laughs> the other thing as well, they're really um, good on your wallet. So they it can get really expensive trying to get a whole lot of probiotics and trying to get good quality um, supplements to help heal your gut and getting into fermented foods is much more affordable and it also makes your food last a lot longer as well so making your seasonal vegetables go a lot further and making like when you get into making fermented foods like just even if you do it like once a month or once a week you've always got a great salad in the in the fridge and it just makes having good quality food really really good really simple to do so the reason they're so good is, number one, 85% of your immune system is located in your gut. And so your gut and your digestive wall is the biggest and most important immune organ in your entire body. And there's a huge relationship that goes on between your gut flora, your digestive system, and your immune system. So the state of your gut flora and the the state of the like the the microbes in your gut flora have a really huge effect on your immunity and how balanced your immune system is. So the way this works is there's two different um, parts of your immune system. Number one is called your Th1 immunity, and this is responsible for kind of reactions to the environment, from things like pollen to animal. Um, dust, dust mites, chemicals, food or anything that you kind of come up in contact with and T1 is kind of robust and is kept healthy by your gut flora and as long as your gut flora is healthy you generally have no sort of symptoms when you're exposed to these kind of environmental influences and when your gut flora is abnormal this is when your TH immunity, Th1 immunity, is becomes affected. Your Th2 immunity is where it's designed to address other functions in your body. And so this, is, this isn't equipped to handle like environmental influences. And so the first one's kind of like your allergies, and the second one's kind of like your immunity, so colds and flus. Since, so when T1 isn't working properly this often means that t2 has a really hard time trying to deal with the environmental allergies and so this is where you can get you could get commonly get a whole lot of allergies food intolerances and you're constantly getting sick all the time so it's important to remember as well that food intolerances are like a different form of allergies as well and these are often come in because your T1 TH1 immunity has been affected and this is this is often where 
a whole lot of if you're constantly getting allergies and food sense um sorry seasonal allergies all the time or you're getting you know itchy eyes often at the same time you're getting food intolerances as well and this is all really good indication of imbalance in your gut flora and how you your digestive system is being affected so um, it's really important that you make sure that you, that you start to address gut health in order to increase your immunity because both of them are connected to each other and if one isn't working the other isn't working the other thing to understand is that the number of bacteria in your body completely outnumber the amount of cells in your body so this is about a 10 to 1 ratio and so if your bacteria aren't working properly this is going to affect the cells in your body and we want to make sure that our cells are incredibly healthy so our, our body is made up of a whole lot of bacteria and and inside our gut is where we're wanting to make sure we've got a really healthy bacteria and healthy gut wall and so the ideal balance of good bacteria is about 85% to about 15% bad and you're wanting to make sure that you're keeping this balance in check. Too often we are, you know, we're eating sugared food, junk foods, antibiotics, a pill and all these things affect the balance and as soon as you're providing the bad bacteria with fuel to feed off, that's where that percentage is going to get affected and this is where this affects your immune system as well. So fermented foods is something that have been around for centuries. Um, every traditional culture kind of had, like I talked about this before, and they kind of had fermented vegetables as part of their um, general life. And it was just something that, that always got made and always got part of their diet. And so fermented foods, not only are they giving you a really wide range of good quality bacteria, they're actually providing you with not only prebiotics but also the probiotics so they're actually helping you with the digestive system enzymes to help you break down food properly. The other thing to understand as well is that fermented foods have a much higher count of probiotics inside them. So for example I you know with what I've been through knowing I went through lots and lots of research of finding out the best type of probiotics on the market and a lot of the, the probiotics on the market today uh, have about a count, counts in the millions so they might have a count of 2 million um, bacteria or they might have a count of 2 billion bacteria if, if they're really good and so I needed a, you want to be making sure you've got a really good count inside and the other thing that I ran into trouble as well is because I had such a stressed out gut that I couldn't have probiotics that were made from dairy and a lot of the probiotics out there are made from dairy cultures and they're the type of probiotics that are um, they have to keep, be kept refrigerated and so the probiotics that I got into were soil based organisms and the brand that I stock as well is, is called Garden of Life Primal Defense and it's quite different to the probiotics that you see on the market and it's like soil based organisms and so with the other ones they've got about a 10 million 
sorry, yeah, 10 million or 2 million kind of count. And then there's like BioCult is a really fantastic brand, and that's got about a 2 billion to 10 billion count. Garden of Life had a 15 billion count, so this was really powerful and one of the best um, populated ones on the market that I could find, and that's why I got into it. And it's so, it's such a fantastic product, and I, you know, I highly recommend it, and that's why I recommend it on the site. But the thing is that there's only so much that they can put into a pill, and when it comes to fermented foods, so the Garden of Life, which was the top one, has a $15 billion billion count, I was going to say billion dollar, that would be nice, billion bacteria count, and when, so they've done, they've done tests on different, you know, probiotics versus um, fermented foods. And while a, suppl- a probiotic supplement might contain 10 billion, or, or like the Garden of Life, which is 15 billion, fermented foods, when they're made with a, like a probiotic starter, have a 10 trillion colony count. So this is, um, I'm not going to do my maths, but this is an awful lot more of bacteria. And so what they mean by a probiotic starter is this is where you can get probiotic starters to put into your fermented vegetables. But saying that even just fermenting your vegetables, the traditional way using salt is giving you far more bacteria. But there isn't any, um, I couldn't find any numbers for it without a starter, but it's a lot more than what you can get inside a probiotic pill. And so this is why fermented foods are just incredible for you because of the really high potency of the probiotics. So the way the fermentation process works is that... um, When you get a fresh cabbage, if it's organically grown, it will be covered in lactobacilli, which is lacto-fermenting bacteria. And basically you don't need to do anything, you just chop it up, add some salt, and this has got the natural bacteria sitting on it. So when you ferment the foods, this is where this... This, they start to multiply and they start producing the lactic acid and this is where the lactobacillus is starting to be created and this is basically just lactic acid. And lactic acid is one of those most powerful antiseptics. It kills, kills off lots of um, bacteria and so it's the lactic acid that is starting to produce that's starting to um, make the microbes and it's starting to preserve the food and this is where the like a good batch of sauerkraut can have five to can be kept on a shelf for like five to six years without going rotten because of its its own natural juices and the own lactic acid that this is forming when you do it and so the ana- when you make fermented vegetables, you're creating an anaerobic state because you're squashing the vegetables down so that there's no oxygen in there. And this fermentation preserves the food because there's no oxygen available. And this is where you're also not only increasing the amount of um, bacteria and the different microbes in there, you're also increasing the amount of vi- viable vitamin C and sauerkraut has 20 times more vitamin C than in a fresh cabbage. So in a fresh cabbage, vitamin C is bound by the cellulose structure of the different molecules, and when we consume that fresh cabbage, our digestive system isn't able to 
a pull that apart and absorb it. So a lot of a cabbage actually goes unabsorbed when you're eating it fresh like that. But when you ferment it, you're actually making it incredibly rich in the vitamin C. You're improve you're producing these prebiotics and probiotics, and you're making that cabbage much more highly absorbable. So you're increasing the micronutrient density of that food and the amount of nutrients that are available for your body to be able to eat. So the amount so when it comes to fermentation, it's it's a, a very simple process and it's one of those things that we know that raw food is, is good and, and making sure we're getting vegetables into our diet and your diet should be based off vegetables. Like your breakfast should start with a vegetable base, your lunch with a vegetable base. When you have a smoothie, it should be with a vegetable base. And what you wanted to start to think about is increasing the amount of micronutrients into your diet. We always caught up in the term macronutrients, which is your carbs, proteins, and fats. But when it comes to your micronutrients, this is where you get all your vitamins and minerals. And start to think about how can I get more vitamins and minerals into your body? Because when you're lacking in nutrients, this is when your body craves carbs and craves sugars and craves craves food. And that's where you end up binging and feeling like you're starving. But when you are eating foods that are really nutrient dense and you're constantly providing your body with real nutrient dense food, that's where those cravings and things disappear. So when it comes to your each day when you're thinking about foods, ask yourself how can I provide more nutrients and more nutrient density to my body? And this is where the fermentation foods, fermenting foods come in. You're not only increasing the amount of micronutrients from the food, you're increasing the bioavailability of those nutrients, in particular like vitamin C when it comes to cabbage. You're also creating, you're helping the digestive process, you're releasing digestive enzymes so that the food's able to break down and be more easily absorbed by the body. And you're also just making it full of good quality bacteria so you're able to build and create a really healthy digestive system. Because remember, it all comes back to how can you create that healthy digestive system, which is 85% of your immunity, and a healthy immunity and a healthy gut makes a healthy body. So that is a whole lot of information all about fermented foods. So I kind of hope that's explained why they're so powerful for your body and they're really simple to make. So if you haven't checked it out, make sure you check out um, the posts on foreverfit.tv all about fermented foods and also the videos inside the online gym. I've got how to make kombucha, real detailed exactly how to make it. I've got how to make kimchi and how to make sauerkraut. And I show you step by step exactly what to do and how basic it is to make and how amazing they taste. So check all of those out. And if you've got a question or a topic that you'd like me to discuss on next week's episode, please don't hesitate to get in touch because I love hearing from you. And if you haven't, check out my other podcast, which is Ask the Personal Trainer, where I am doing weekly podcast shows on different questions that you guys are sending in. So check that out. And so remember, come back to that um, the affirmation of the day. Be the person that makes you happy and So what is it that makes you happy each and every day? And if it's creating amazing food, well, amazing food that fuels your body with energy and nutrients, and that's what makes you happy. So become that person, make the right decisions, and have a fantastic day ahead of you.
I will see you next week for another episode. The materials and content in this podcast are there to educate and to inform. There's no substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. Instead, I encourage you to discuss your options with your healthcare provider who knows your condition and your health history. Guests who speak on this podcast express their own opinions, experience and conclusions. Nicola Riley encourages you to make your own